Hey everybody, welcome to Real Church for Real People, all of our locations. You glad to be at church today? Yeah, come on, make some noise. You glad to be at church today? Amazing, amazing. If you're here for the first time, a big welcome uh, to you. And as you heard, you know, we're celebrating uh, a big weekend last weekend. Uh, and just wait for it. I'm going to ask you to make some noise in just a moment. But our Middletown location launched last Sunday. And the very same weekend, our Hokesson location uh, added a gathering to make room for more people there and had a big weekend as well. Would you help me give it up for all of our locations this weekend? Our location pastors, teams, so proud of you. And love every single one of you. Excited about what God is doing. Check this out. Day one in Middletown, 445 people at Middletown High School. Amazing. 87 first-time guests, 21 people put their faith in Jesus in one Sunday at Middletown High. So excited about it. Yeah, it's amazing. And for all of you gathered there right now, a big hello uh, to you. And again, if you're joining us for the first time, you, you really chose a great weekend to hang out with us because we are kicking off a brand new series, and we'll hear more about that in just a moment, but it's also a great weekend to come to Plugged In at your location and take your next step to get involved in this community of faith and explore what that might look like uh, for you. The series that we're starting today is actually going to run throughout the entirety of the month of October, and then I'm very excited as well because this November at the movies is coming back, everybody, so yeah. If you have not been a part of At The Movies before, you're like, what, are we going to the theater? Sort of, just at our locations. Uh, we're going to take a look at the movies we love and see how they uh, tackle the big questions we have about God and faith and life. And it's a great uh, opportunity to invite someone to join you at church during At The Movies. It's kind of like a just slow pitch. We have popcorn and soda and movies at church. Uh, so real easy invite. Be praying about who you're going to bring. It's going to be a very exciting fall. But over the next five weekends, we're going to take a look at five stories that Jesus tells of, that have the power to reshape how we view God and how we view our own lives. They're all found in one chapter in the New Testament of the Bible. And as we jump in today, how many of us, by show of hands, all of our locations, if you're online, you can participate in this as well. Just show of hands. How many of us are good at growing things? Show of hands. Growing plants. You, you have the green thumb. You have the planters touch. You just, like, you're just good at it. How many of us are just good at it? All right, good. Good for you. Way to go. Uh, how many of us are the opposite? Uh, just raise that thumb of death and just hold it up high. You just, plants curl up in distress when they see you coming. You know, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know who you are. That's me. That's me. I cannot grow things. Now, I'm pretty good with fake plants. About 50% of those survive under my watchful care. Uh, but real plants, it just, it's no good. We're kind of in trouble right out of the gate. And here's what I know, whether we're good at growing plants or not, most of us want to grow ourselves. We may not always use that language, but whatever we believe about God, whatever our age or background, stage of life, we, we want to get stronger and better and more successful in life, whatever that looks like for us. I, I think none of us plan to be doing worse five years from now, right? It's not our plan. We're like, hey, really hope my relationships deteriorate over the next five years. That's what I'm going for. None of us plan for that. We, we want our relationships to grow. We, how many of us are hoping our income will grow? Just be honest. Hoping that'll grow. We would like our resilience or our influence or our grades or our business or career to grow. And yet growing ourselves can seem so frustrating and slow at times, right? I mean, how many of us have experienced 
this is like two steps forward, one step back. It's just so difficult to grow ourselves. And many of us feel this way when it comes to growing in our faith. When it comes to spiritual things. It can be very intimidating. In fact, some of us are very good in some of the areas that I just mentioned, but we're totally intimidated when it comes to spiritual things. And we feel like, I'm just really not wired to grow spiritually. I think that's for more religious people or maybe someone already this weekend uh, stopped me after a gathering and said, you know, I really, I'm leaning in, I'm coming here, I'm still trying to figure out what I believe about Jesus, but I just, like, I'm, I hear you, but I don't always feel it. I don't always feel like, like God is there. What do I do? And that's a question a lot of us have. We, how do I grow spiritually? And so a lot of us throw in the towel. Or we settle for so much less than God has for us. And yet some part of us deep down knows that our lives could be better if we could grow in our faith. So when it comes to knowing God in a real way, wherever we are spiritually right now, how do we grow? It's what we're going to talk about during this series. And again, we're going to this, the first book of the New Testament of the Bible where there is a chapter that contains these little stories that Jesus tells there are five of them that we're going to look at, and here's the setting. There's a large crowd that has gathered around Jesus one day, and he begins teaching them about what God wants to do in their lives. And Matthew, who was there, writes this about it. He says that Jesus told many stories in the form of parables. Now, a lot of our lives revolve around stories. Have you noticed? It's what families do when we get together. If you move away from home or you go to college or, or whatever and you come back when you're with your family, what tends to happen? We tell stories, right? That crazy camping trip, the time we got lost when we were a little kid, the disastrous birthday party of 09, you know, depending on your family. But the stories that Jesus is about to tell that we're going to unpack during this series are a little bit different from that. They're not stories about events or memories uh, from the past. They're, they're parables. They're analogies that use very simple, ordinary things that all of us are somewhat familiar with to explain deeper spiritual truths that we may not be familiar with, that we would be a little bit intimidated by. And this is the first of Jesus' stories. Listen, he says, a farmer went out to plant some seeds, and as he scattered them across the field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. In other words, they grew. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. You ever found yourself in a conversation where everybody else seemed to understand what someone else was saying, but you didn't have a clue? Have you been there? Has anybody else perfected the smile and nod technique? I use this on the regular. So good. Yeah, it's, oh, 100%. Really no idea what you're talking about. Smile and nod. Jesus. I think there are people in the crowd this day that are kind of like, Jesus, oh yeah, a farmer. <laughs> Birds, roots, thorns. Yeah, <laughs> so good. It's great, Jesus. But really, they don't understand. Now, I mentioned that I'm not good at growing things, but I get the concept. I think we all do. When I was a kid, I would go to school. We would plant seeds in a styrofoam cup, and then I would bring them home to die. Anybody remember this? 
Because what we do is like, the teacher would say, and if you're a teacher, uh, just, I don't know why, like, you do this, but the teacher would say, hey, someday these will grow up to be, and the reality is nothing. In fact, in four days, my parents are going to throw them away when I'm not looking, because I'm not taking care of them. They're not growing up to be anything. They're going to grow up to be a styrofoam cup. That's what they're going to grow up to be. But I get the concept, and for a lot of us today, you're going, okay, I came to church, like the crowd that day, this is Jesus, I've heard about Jesus, I've heard he changes lives, I heard he does miracles, I, I heard that you know, he is leader and Lord, and so when we listen to Jesus here, it's easy to find ourselves confused, not by what he's saying, it makes sense, but by why he's saying it. And for some of the people in the crowd that day, I mean, imagine, some of them are, some of them are going, I've got my big first exam of the semester this Tuesday. What do I do with this story? How does this help me? My girlfriend just caught me flirting with her best friend. What do I do with the thorns, Jesus? What? My marriage is struggling. My parents are getting a divorce. My job is stressing me out. Nobody knows, but I'm anxious all the time. I feel empty inside. I'm going through a season in my life where I don't even know if it's worth it anymore. So Jesus, what does this story about seeds and thorns and birds have to do with my story? Well, the answer is it actually has a lot to do with all of our stories. But the key to it is in the first and last thing Jesus says, because he bookends this story. He starts with a word and he ends with a word. And the word is, listen, it's so simple. In fact, it's so simple, we might be tempted to skip past it. But Jesus is saying that when we listen to him, we'll learn. When we listen, we'll learn. When we lean in, we'll understand how our lives can grow. Jesus is talking about how we grow or don't grow spiritually here. But I wonder how many people in the crowd that day smile and nod at Jesus. Oh, it's good. I totally get it. It's great. But can we fast forward, Jesus? Can we get to something really good? Can you do a miracle? Can you, can you, can you give me something really profound? I think about how many times I give Jesus the smile and nod treatment. For some of us, and maybe you're new to all this, but for some of us, we've been following Jesus for a while. We read the Bible and we're like, oh, that was not what I needed today, Jesus. Would really like to get out of uh, Leviticus, if I could. Let me get to a verse that belongs on a coffee mug. Like, all things will work together immediately for the good of those who love the Lord, even though I know it's not what it says. It's what, that's what I need right now. We're smiling and nodding. We're like, Jesus, just, this is good. Hurry it along and get to what I really need. And Jesus, I think, is looking for more from me than just smiling and nodding and moving on. And he's looking for more from us than just smiling and nodding and moving on. He's looking for people who will really listen to him, who will tune out all the other noise, who will tune out all the other competing distractions, who will stop scrolling long enough, who will stop being frenetic long enough and listening to every voice that's out there and will really dial in and say, okay, Jesus, I'm just listening to your voice right now. And there are some people in the crowd that day like that. Matthew writes that his disciples came and asked him, I love this, why do you use parables? The crowd was listening to the what? The disciples were wondering why. 
Why do you use parables when you talk to the people? And Jesus replied, well, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, the rule and reign of God and what he really wants to do in your life, but others are not permitted. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? Jesus says, some people have permission to grow spiritually and others do not. I don't know about you, but that doesn't seem fair. To strike anybody else is a little bit unfair. What do you mean, Jesus? Some people are permitted and other people aren't permitted. Who gets to know? Apparently, his disciples. That's who gets to know. People who decide, I'm going to be a disciple of Jesus. Not just a fan. Not just an occasional listener. A part-time attendee around Jesus. But I, I want to be a disciple. His disciples get to understand the secrets of the kingdom. Now, why is that? Is it because the disciples are awesome? For sure, no. In fact, if you read the, the Gospels, the biographies of Jesus' life in the New Testament, you'll find out in a hurry the disciples are very much not awesome. Part of why I think Jesus called them is because he was like, I cannot trust you to be very far from me at any given time. It's <laughs> part of why I think Jesus called me to be a pastor, by the way. He was like, listen, you're going to have to talk to me every day, and that's what we need. <laughs> but Jesus says, disciples can know, they can understand. And again, not just pastors, not just leaders. No, no. People who posture themselves as listeners. That's what the disciples do right. They're not perfect, not by any shot, but they posture themselves as people who listen to Jesus, who really listen. And even when they don't understand or they don't like what Jesus has to say, they don't back away. They lean in. They're not just smiling and nodding and moving on. They have found Jesus and they're following him fully. They're listening because they understand that when we listen to Jesus, that's when we'll learn, which is what Jesus spells out next. He says, to those who listen, there's that word again to my teaching, more understanding will be given. And they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. And that is why I tell these stories. That is why I use these parables. In other words, Jesus says, some people think that I'm deliberately trying to keep them on the outside, but nothing could be further from the truth. I want everybody to get this. I want everybody to understand what my way of life is really like and the grace and the goodness and the joy that they can experience through me. I want everybody to experience that. The only problem is not everybody is really listening. See, Jesus is not testing our intellect when he says something that causes us to scratch our heads, he is testing our appetite. He wants to know how spiritually hungry we are, whether we're willing to lean in. Some of us are addicted to immediately understanding everything. And Jesus says, I need you to trust me enough to listen. A few weeks ago, a guy named Dennis introduced himself to me uh, after one of our gatherings here in uh, Dennis said to me, standing in the cafe, our broadcast location, he said, hey, I've been coming to uh, church here uh, for the past five months, but before I came here, I had not been in church in years. And when I first came, I thought the roof might cave in on me. I was like, I didn't think I was, I was somebody who should be at church. A lot of doubts, a lot of issues. But I kept coming back, and I've been coming now for five months. And Dennis said this, he said, every week, there's one thing you say that's for me. You may say a lot of things, but there's always just, there's a lot of stuff I don't get. But one thing, there's one thing you say that's for me. 
And he said, over five months, one thing plus one thing plus one thing plus one thing starting to make a difference in my life. So what is Dennis doing? He's listening. He's just leaning in. He's listening. He understands it's not all going to happen overnight. It's, see, this is where a lot of us get hung up because uh, we, we want to be like, okay, give me one message and boom, I'm mature. One song. Oh, I think I, I think I felt God. That's all I need. I'm good. I'm good. I'll be back in two months. And we, we, we just want this instant thing. And Jesus says, no, no, no. That's not what I'm inviting you into. I'm inviting you into a lifetime of moments of really listening to me. Growing in our faith doesn't happen in one moment or one weekend or one message. It is a daily decision. And by the way, when we gather here like this, we're listening to Jesus, but it doesn't stop here. This is just a catalyst. Jesus wants to speak to us every day of our lives. He wants to guide us and lead us and give us little nudges and give us understanding in the areas where we're confused. He wants to do that every day of our lives. And when I understand that, then I begin to realize when I listen to Jesus, not just smiling and nodding and moving on, but really take time to listen, then I'll learn. And for everyone who's listening, Jesus says, here's what the story means. Now, I want you to watch this. The crowd hears the story. The disciples hear the backstory. For some of you today, Jesus wants to invite you into the backstory. And here it is. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Again, not an intellectual issue. It's a receptivity issue. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So remember, Jesus says a farmer goes out to plant some seeds, and the first seed falls on a footpath. That's the first century equivalent of a sidewalk. So we don't have to be gardening experts to know that is unlikely to grow, right? You don't grow good stuff in a sidewalk. The only plants that grow on a sidewalk are the kinds you don't want. And so this represents those of us in Jesus' story who hear about Jesus' kingdom. We hear about his goodness and his grace and his way of life, but we don't understand. And again, it's not an intellectual issue. It's not an intelligence problem. It's a heart receptivity problem. This is the yeah, but crowd. Oh, Jesus, I hear what you're saying, but you don't understand my situation. Jesus, I know this is what you want to do in my life, but you don't really get what I'm going through. This is the crowd that really is not ready to surrender, our, we're, if we're in this crowd, not ready to surrender our lives to Jesus yet. We're, we're holding on, yeah, but we, we have compartments. This is where we go, okay, God, yes, awesome, you do miracles, I want you to come into this life, this part of my life where I need a miracle, but this part of my life, I would like to keep all of my dysfunctional thinking and my broken way of living, and I don't want you to mess with that. I want you over here, but not over here. It's the yeah, but crowd. We talked a little bit about this last week. It's the I believe it when I see it crowd. And so the seed of what God wants to do in our lives is snatched away by the evil one when our hearts are like sidewalks. So let me ask you today, wherever you are spiritually right now, are you listening? Because what we have here is a failure to listen. <laughs> are you listening to Jesus? Or is your heart a spiritual sidewalk? Do you have to understand everything before you trust Jesus? Where are you ready now? 
The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. This is better so far. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. So, the second place the seed falls and lands is on rocky soil. And this represents those of us who hear the message of Jesus. And at first, it seems like we're listening. We're smiling and nodding. It's good stuff. Man, church was good today. It was great. I really enjoyed that. We're excited at first. We're passionate at first. We're determined at first. But we don't have deep roots. We do okay on Sunday. Monday's a different story. We just, we don't have deep roots. We don't let God into the deepest places of our lives. And by the way, no judgment. I have been there so many times where it's like, God, man, I'm so excited. I'm so passionate. And within 24 hours, come on, how many of us have been there? I'm like, oh God, I don't even know. Are you real? I've been on 95 in traffic and just wondering, am I an atheist? Is that, is there really no God in this moment? Because, come on, I know you're laughing uncomfortably, but that's because you've been there. And we don't have deep roots. And so our faith doesn't last when things don't go the way we want them to, when a relationship is struggling, when people around us are questioning our faith. Some of us, we started following Jesus, but we have friends and family members who are like, come on, you're getting a little carried away. And what are you doing going to that church thing? And what's that all about? And Jesus and God, and that's not you. And we get embarrassed and we start to question and self-doubt creeps in. It's a little persecution. And what happens is we back away and eventually we fall away. Remember, Jesus is trying to tell us how to get the life we really want, the growing life. And he's saying, first you have to understand what's keeping you from that life. And what's keeping some of us from that life is we have a lot of foliage, not a lot of roots. We even put down deep roots. So let me ask you today, wherever you are spiritually, and again, no judgment. I mean, I'm preaching to me. You just get to listen. But are you listening to Jesus? Or is your heart a rocky place right now? Is it rocky soil? Are you ready to put down roots this fall in your faith, slowly but surely, to begin building a stability to your spiritual life that still works on Monday? The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out. The evil one doesn't snatch it away. The thorns don't overcome it. Instead, it's crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. So the plant is still there, but it's not producing. Third seed lands among these thorns. It's not the sidewalks, not the rocky soil. In this case, it is the thorns. Represents those of us who hear the message of Jesus and we start to grow, but then our faith gets crowded out by our worries and our desire for wealth. In fact, I love those words. The, I don't love them. I love <laughs> that they're so clear, but I don't love them. The lure of wealth. If you've ever gone fishing. So when I was a, growing up as a kid, I lived near water and we went fishing all the time. I know what a lure is. A lure is something you throw out into the water. It's bright and shiny, has a hook attached, and you're hoping the fish will go. <laughs> and some of us love Jesus until something shinier goes by. And we're lured in, and we bite, and we're hooked. And Jesus says, this is a failure 
to listen. Because what happens is we stop listening to Jesus. We're listening to Jesus, and then that bright, shiny object goes by, or that worry goes by, and we're distracted. There's a woman in our church who serves in Journey Kids, and uh, following Jesus with everything in her heart, just leaning into her faith, and then COVID hit a few years ago. And at the same time, things took a turn in her family. Her daughter was born with some significant health issues. There were some other things going on in her family, and soon her family stopped coming to church altogether. And the worries of this life begin to crowd out the voice of Jesus. And for a season, she stopped listening as closely to Jesus. But then God began to work in her heart again, and she, she started gathering here again. She got in a, in a J group, a small group, doing life with people, started serving again, started living out her faith. And none of those things, by the way, save us. But there are environments we put ourselves in where we can hear more clearly. So she started listening to Jesus again. See, when we're not listening to Jesus, here's what we'll do. We'll look at our stressful life and our busy schedule and our needs, and we'll think, I've got to back away from my faith. This isn't a good time. But when we're listening to Jesus, we'll look at our busy schedule and our stressful life, and we'll hear the voice of Jesus saying, come to me when you're weary and worried, and I will give you rest. If we're not listening to the voice of Jesus, we'll look at our financial situation and we'll think, I just need more, and then I'll be happy, and then I'll be content. But when we're listening to the voice of Jesus, we will hear him say, don't worry about what you eat and drink and wear. Your heavenly Father knows all of your needs. So seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously in this world, and God will provide everything you need. So the question is, Wherever you are spiritually right now, wherever I am spiritually right now, between us and Jesus, are we listening or is our life a crowded place, thorny, complicated? And then here's the last one. Jesus says, if you can avoid the sidewalk faith and if you can avoid the rocky soil faith, and if you can avoid the thorny faith, then you get here. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear. They listen, and so they understand God's word, and they produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. That's the life we want. That's the growing life. And what God wants for you this fall is that life. God wants you to grow in your faith, in your relationships, in your understanding, in your joy, in your purpose. God wants you to grow. And he wants you to understand that his plan for you is that you would produce a harvest 30, 60, 100 times in size and significance what the original seed was. This is a story that if you'll let it, can shape your story. So what does that look like? Who gets this life, the growing life? Is it the really religious people? No. You read about Jesus many times. He said the really religious people were the furthest from this kind of life. Is it the people who have a spotless past? Absolutely not. People who have it all figured out, no. 
It's those who truly hear and understand God's word. Those who listen. They hear the message of Jesus week after week, day after day, month after month, year after year, and they refuse to allow the evil one to snatch it away. By faith, they cling to the word of Jesus. They put down deep roots so they can stay strong when, not if, when problems come and persecution comes. They put up their defenses when the thorns of worries and wealth try to come in and crowd out their faith, and they, by faith, pull up those things that would distract them from Jesus. They truly listen. So whatever you're facing right now, are you trying to face it on your own? Or are you facing it with Jesus and with others who are facing their stuff with Jesus? And what would it look like for you to listen right now? I don't know where you are spiritually. I don't know if it's your first time in church or your first time in church in 15 years or you've been coming for a few months or you've been following Jesus for years or even decades. It really doesn't matter that much. What matters is what you do next. So what does that look like for you? Maybe it's as simple as coming back next weekend as we continue this series. Maybe you don't even know if you believe any of this yet. That's okay. Just come back. Give God a chance to get your attention. Maybe for some of you, it's coming to plugged in at your location this weekend and putting some roots down in this community of faith, moving from shallow soil to being rooted in Christ and with his people. Maybe it's showing up for a J group this week to connect and grow with ears to hear and a heart to receive. Maybe for some of you, it's finding a time on your calendar and a place you go every day this week. We call it a slot and spot, time on your calendar and a place you go to read the Bible and pray and get quiet before God. Stop scrolling just for a few minutes and start listening. You can start with Matthew 13, read through those stories and say, Jesus, what do you want to say to me through the story and the backstory? Whatever your next step looks like, listen, good news. You don't have to make nine decisions or 24. You don't have to figure out your whole future. You really just need to make one decision today. It's the most important decision you can make. It's the decision to listen. Because when you listen, really listen to Jesus, you'll learn about who he is and what he wants to do. And when you learn, you will grow. And if you would say this first weekend of the series, man, I'll receive that. I'm going to put myself in a posture over the next few weeks to lean in and listen to what Jesus wants to say to my life. All over the room, all of our physical locations, would you lift your hand, hold it up high if you'd say, that's me, I receive that. Online, you can participate in this. That's me, I receive that. Let me pray it over us. Jesus, we love and honor you today. We receive your word. Come on, would you make it personal? Jesus, I receive your word today. Give me ears to hear and a surrendered heart to receive. Jesus, I believe you want to speak into my life truth that can transform me. Help me this fall to lean in and to receive more from you than I've ever imagined I could. To understand more about who you are. Help me lay aside the things that are competing for my attention so I can hear your words more clearly 
and follow you more closely. And I pray it, Jesus, in your name. And while you let Jesus speak to your heart for a moment more, I want to just talk to any of us, any of our locations watching online, you're here. And over the past few minutes, God has been drawing you to him. Maybe before now, you've not had a real relationship with God, but you want to begin following Jesus. You can take that step today. If God's drawing you to him, this can be your moment when you finally surrender your life and listen. And that means believing that Jesus died to forgive your sins. All the stuff that has ever come in between you and God that has held you back from the life that deep down in your soul you know you desire. That he died to forgive your sins and that he rose again as leader and Lord and wants to give you the power to live a new life. And when you believe that in your heart and you listen to what Jesus is saying and say yes by faith to following him, you become a child of God. And if you want to take that step, I'm going to lead us in prayer again and this is your opportunity. So I want everyone to join me again. Just open your heart up big to God. And if that's you today and you want to begin following Jesus right where you are, whisper out a prayer of faith, something like this. Jesus, today, I'm listening. I think you've been trying to get my attention for a long time and I'm ready now. I believe you died to forgive me. You are leader and Lord of my life. From this day forward, Give me the power to follow you. And then while everyone around you stays focused on God, if you would say, I'm praying that prayer today, I'm putting my faith in Jesus, would you lift your hand, just hold it up high, boldly? Yeah, yeah, all over the room, Hokesson, Middletown, here in New York, hold it up high. Online, you can type the word faith in the comments, whatever platform you're on. Make sure you share that with us on a connect card before you leave today and the journey would you help me come on together let's give Jesus all the praise can we do that together